This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It is Friday here on Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to be part of the program, all you have to do, pick up your telephone, dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. James Golden, both started with you here. Uh, it has been quite a day on Twitter. <laughs> My Whoa. Twitter feed blew up. Okay, there's a story that the New York Post printed, and I just posted the story, thought nothing of it. Okay, here's another story. Click uh, posted, and the headline says, Republicans, it's time to retire 45 and put in a new starter to win the championship. That was the New York Post headline. Now, I post dozens, maybe some days, even up to 100 news stories a day. Yeah, people read them. Sometimes they retweet them. This one blew up. I get all kind of smart, Alex. Look what Russia's former producer is saying. I didn't say that. It's a New York Post headline. And then you get, huh, maybe, maybe, maybe you're a traitor. Maybe you're. I didn't post it. It's a headline of a New York Post. So I had to, you know, three or four times. Not an endorsement. It's a story. But Twitter has exploded because the New York Post has said, and it's not snurdly. New York Post has said it's time to get a new champion. Princess Di is going to be with us. We will talk about that with Princess Di. Today, happy Veterans Day and in honor of Veterans Day. Last Veterans Day, we spoke to the newly incoming Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, Winsome Earl Sears. We're going to have her on today. Now, Winsome Sears says it's time to move on from Donald Trump. Whoa, that has set off a firestorm as well. Winsome Sears says a true leader understands when they become a liability. A true leader understands that it's time to step off the stage, and voters have given us that very clear message. That's what she said. We have a clear mission. It's time to move on. A house divided itself cannot stand, and indeed, that's where we are today. Okay. I want to talk to Winsome about being a veteran, and we'll talk with her about that. Uh, where's Derek Hunter when I need him? Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, again, if you want to reach me on Twitter, it's always easy to find me. I'm at at Bo Snerdly, S-N-E-R-D-L-E-Y, and I post news stories. If I have something to say about a news story, you'll know it. 
most of, I just post news stories. Now, there's a story in the Wall Street Journal, and this one kind of set me off. It is an op-ed, and before I tell you who wrote it, let me just read from it and see whether you can guess. This story says midterms bring Republicans to a fork in the road. Depending on the outcome of several key races, the Republican Party could soon have control of one or both houses of Congress. Robert Frost and politics don't really mix, but his famous allegory is apt. Two roads diverge before this potential GOP majority. The one less traveled by would be to pass bills that make things better for the American people. The more tempting and historically more frequented road would be to pursue pointless investigations, messaging bills, threats, and government shutdowns. The road we choose could make all the difference. Excessive spending and the deficit have been the Republican Party's bugaboo for years, but like the Democrats, we shy away from telling the American people the truth that the spending problem isn't primarily due to the annual budget. Two-thirds of federal spending isn't even voted on by Congress. Rather, it's automatic non-discretionary spending on entitlements, such as Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid, and on servicing the debt. It's spending that is growing faster than the economy. No amount of trimming what the federal government allocates for defense, education, the environment, or housing will be enough to bring our books back in balance, and it goes on from there. The author of this piece happens to be Mitt Romney. Rhymes with Homney. Mitt Romney. The road less traveled. And what he is urging apparently Republicans to do, hey, forget about those pointless investigations. Don't try to impeach old Joe. No, no, no. Let's not talk about government shutdowns. Put your tail between your legs and just... Pass bills that help. Well, I have no argument with Mr. Romney when it comes to the spending and his analysis of the spending. We talked about that with Senator Rob Ron Johnson, who called the program yesterday. Ron was very specific in addressing the impact of this profligate spending that's been going on and the impact on entitlement programs. I got a text, a, a direct message, by the way, on Twitter from someone. You, you know, I uh, Social Security isn't an entitlement. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. The notion was that we pay in for it. Yeah, but we take out, a lot of people take out more than they ever paid in for it, and there are plenty of people getting Social Security checks who've never paid a dime into them. The way that disability payments have been abused under the Social Security system is frightening. It's an entitlement, all right. It is an entitlement that some of us pay into, but many more of us are getting checks from it without ever having put in uh, a dime or putting in, quote-unquote, our fair share. So, yeah, is that what you want, folks? Is that what you want? You want to follow Mitt here? And, oh, let's not investigate Hunter Biden. Let's not investigate how the Obama administration used government to spy on Donald Trump. Let's not investigate how the Biden administration 
goes after parents who are concerned about their children's education. Let's not investigate the fraud that was perpetrated on the American people concerning COVID. Not to say, and please don't take that out of context, not to say that COVID was fake. No, no, no. I'm talking about the misuse of so-called science, the politicization of science, to say that certain medicines didn't work. Why? So that they could attack Donald Trump by saying so. I'm saying that it was never investigated as to the origins because certain people in D.C. are too afraid to confront China and the World Health Organization. I'm saying there has been no investigation into the effects of this vaccine that was mandated for millions of Americans to take, otherwise lose your job. So no, 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 Mitt, let's not investigate any of that. Because we can't walk and chew gum at the same time. We can't pass good bills while we investigate. We're not that smart. We have to either pick one or the other. It's a false paradigm. There's plenty of room to investigate and have good investigations while at the same time delivering legislation that would be beneficial toward the American people. But that, that's Mitt Romney for you. Typical of a certain type of Republican. Let the Democrats get away with weaponizing government to use against you, but don't you dare investigate Democrats for misusing government, for abusing it, for using it like a bludgeon over Republican heads. Oh, no, no. Let's tuck tail between legs and just forget it when we have any kind of power. Well, no, Mitt. You sit on the sidelines and you hang out with your good friends, the Democrats, all you want to. But for the rest of us, we demand answers and we should be demanding accountability. Chucky Schumer, Chuck U, is ticked off. Why? He says a MAGA judge. A MAGA judge has gotten in the way of Joe Biden. On Thursday, two days after the midterm elections, a federal judge in Texas ruled Joe Biden's plan to cancel hundreds of billions of dollars in student loan debt is unconstitutional, must be vacated. Chuck U. Schumer, this minor judge, is siding with the special interest over what's best for the people. How about for what's constitutional? and consistent with our form of government and our life. You just, with a, with a sweep of your hand, ignore contract law, which is one of the hallmarks of American jurisprudence. Contract, black and white contracts, should be honored and respected, not just thrown willy-nilly, because Joe Biden decides, well, never mind, the contracts left gives my Democrat voting base, at least the kids in that, a little break and not allow them to pay their loans back. This issue runs deep, folks. Should contracts be honored as black letter law that they are? When when a group of people or an institution signs and in, signs a contract and then willfully breaks it. Joe Biden wants to give them a pass. If they're Democrat, if they think they can get some political advantage from it, oh, never mind, don't pay your bills. They did the same thing during COVID. 
Never mind the arrangements that were made between landlords and tenants. Just tell the, the landlord, suck it up. You don't need rent payments. You don't have to pay your mortgage. Well, you do, but we don't care whether you go bankrupt. We want to just suck it. We want to just use this as an excuse to get favor, gain favor from a select group of people out here who we believe are our constituents, people that rent. So let them just squat as long as they want to without paying. And that's considered. When did the government have authority to do that? They don't. Meanwhile, you have Mitt Romney out here. Let's not investigate anything. Let's let's just let the Democrats slide. Let's make good legislation. This is what we get when we expect leadership. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. Princess Di with us right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. I have never, ever, well, that's not true. I'm always happy to, I was about to say, I've never been so happy to hear Princess Di's voices today. But I'm always so thrilled to hear your voice, your majesty. Please save me. Save me from these people. Save me from these people. I post a freaking New York Post story. The story's not good about Trump. And these people are attacking me like, who has been the one? Who was the one on election day that says, I'm not joining a Trump dump party. I'm not doing it. Who was the one who has never, ever backed away from Donald Trump? Me and these freaking vermin. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. These people no. that can't read. <laughs> what the hell? I am so happy to hear your voice, Sir James. And, you you know, to give them a little bit of an uh, understanding mode, they are so used to having people we thought were on our side peel away and, you know, become our attackers that they're reaction is hopefully not you they're thinking please not Bo but you know that was their interpretation I think there's a little bit of paranoia on our side because so many of our supposed allies have done that well you know okay let's talk about what happened here okay (sighs) Trump DeSantis so on social on truth social Trump I mean look in this statement Basically, he's pretty much saying everything DeSantis 
is he owes to me. And then, within 24 hours, he's attacking the governor of attacking. I'm using the word in quotes. He makes comments about, including, his name sounds Chinese. Okay. (laughs) Not good. What the? Okay. And then he says, okay, I got a big announcement coming up. Now, I haven't responded to any of that. Help America make sense of this, Your Highness. What is going on here? Well, this war, which has been going on in the shadows, has gone hot. You know, my first reaction is to tell them all, that meaning Trump, DeSantis, and the establishment to knock it off. We need all of them. We are so happy to have these wonderful assets, you know, political assets, who have talent and, you know, strength, and we would like them all on the same side. However, reality is that this is a war. It has been, as I said, in the background for a while, it's been against Trump for six years. And the Republican leadership, which I call the McLeadership, because you've got McConnell, McCarthy, and McDaniel, so the McLeadership. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Yes. The McLeadership. I'm going to call them the McLeadership McFail. They are the ones that are responsible for the political infrastructure, for the campaigns, for the money, for the, you know, political uh, backup that makes candidates win or lose. They have been playing games for a long time. They want, and it's been explicit, Trumpism without Trump. That is what they want. They want Trump's voters, but they have been dismayed by Trump's presence from the time he came down the elevator. They don't like anything about him. And they are really, they've been sort of, you know, pushed aside while he won. And now they see political weakness. And they have chosen their champion, which is Ron DeSantis. And this war has to happen. I wish it didn't. It's, you know, it's ugly, but this is what the establishment has decided, and they are happy either way. They are happy if DeSantis beats Trump, and they are happy if the Republican Party is divided and they remain in the minority, because they they have their gravy train either way. But my feeling is, and this is, I'm pretty excited about it, I would much prefer battles out in the open than battles that are stealth and slimy and snake-like, which the McLeadership tends to do. And my answer to all of this, all the people are saying who are, and there are many of them, saying that Trump should step aside. You have to beat him. And that's the thing that no one ever remembers. We have to have the fight. You, this is the primary season now. This is how it happens right after the midterm. You have to be able to beat him. And if it's going to be DeSantis against Trump, my feeling is may the best man win, may the right man win, and we're going to have to have this battle. Personally, I am in the Trump camp. I love having him as the champion, and I am going to be behind him 100%. But to me, this idea that they want to have this victory without the fight is just enraging. You cannot expect our 
champion who has brought us so much, brought America so much, so many wonderful things about this country that he succeeded in. And basically, that, I think, is the emotion behind a lot of these latest social media things. He's been betrayed by them. He should be used to it by now. All he has, James, is us. That's it. But there are a lot of us, and we're about to find out how many we are. So as part of the attacks against me, because I dared post the New York Post story on Twitter, people say, well, what would Rush Limbaugh say to you, you scum? And I would, and so I answered, well, Rush used to say all the time that the only person that would be able to separate yeah. Donald Trump from his base is Donald Trump. That's he right. wasn't made by the media. He was made by himself, and his connection is a genuine connection between Trump and his voting base. Now, there are a lot of people, and just to to be totally candid, there are some people that I'm seeing on social media, I don't know how many, but there are people saying, okay, this is it, I've had it. This attack on right. DeSantis or this attack on, on, on Governor Youngkin, I've had it, enough already. And so right. there are those voices that are out there, but guess what? That's part of the process, okay? And this is yeah. what Donald Trump has to do. He has to continue to engage his base. And if he loses some of them because he is being uh, candid in Trump. ways that people don't he's like, then that's – he's being Trump. You know, people don't remember how ugly the battle between him and Ben Carson was. It was horrible. His attacks on Ben Carson were – I love Ben Carson. And so to have Trump – during the, the 2016 campaign, take him on personally as he did was really painful, and it really shook my confidence in Trump's judgment. But he goes after friend and foe exactly the same. And this is going to be an inside war between Republican and Republican, and it's going to be ugly, and we're going to have to choose. I wish it weren't the case, but we have to be in reality. And I say gird your loins. We're going to have the fight. And we're going to find out how many Trump supporters remain. And I personally stand with him. I like that. Gird your loins. You're just, you're just bringing it. Boy, the princess is bringing it today. Gird your loins, folks. Gird them up. Make them nice and tight. Okay. <laughs> um, princess Di, we look forward to... Hearing you tomorrow morning on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Thank you for clarity and thank you for allowing my blood pressure to go down. Your Highness, I love you. Thank you. I love you too. To be continued. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Let's do it. It's Friday. Tone Loke brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York doing the wild thing. Hey, Kev, um, does that football team of yours play this weekend? The 6-2 and two Giants do play this weekend, yes. 
Of the third place people, yeah. Technically. Who are they playing? The Houston Texans. No. Yeah. Good luck with that. They've only won one game this year, so we don't need it. They're playing the Giants. They've won six games. Yeah, well. Who else? Who else is playing that we should not watch? The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, sorry, sorry. My bad. Didn't, I, didn't, I forgot. Forgot about that. Sorry, but Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Are the New York Jets playing? They are on a bye week. Oh. Okay. And of course, you have your report tomorrow for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Indeed, indeed. Like I said before, new developments with the commanders being sued by the Washington, D.C. Attorney General. You'll hear more about that case on Saturday morning with Bo Snerly's Extravaganza. Chill. Crank it up. Let's go to Mark in Connecticut. Mark, thank you for calling and waiting. How are you? I am well, uh, Mr. Golden, and I trust you are the same, and I'm truly blessed to be able to talk to you on this Veterans Day, and also it's Aloha Friday, my friend. Uh, I just wanted to say that you're tremendous, James. I admire your work. I admired the man you worked for for a lot of years. In fact, I was brought to tears. You were rebutting an argument you made. Uh, someone was making, and you you looked them and said said I'm, I, I work for the mayor of Rioville, and I, I miss that man. And I'm glad you picked up the torch. You you, you are wonderful, sir. I thank uh, you. I, I want to focus, if I may, sir, uh, on a pet peeve of mine, and it yokes into Veterans Day. I am so disgusted, and I'm in my 60s. Uh, when I see the colors march down the street in a parade at a sporting event or name your event and folks not put their hand over their heart and stand up because this is America. This is patriotism. Patriotism brings us together. I am, I'm terribly ashamed to see that we've lost sight of such a simple gesture to show our appreciation to all that died for this country and everything of this great country we're in, and also, and especially today, those who were brave enough to put the uniform on and serve our country, sir. I, I just hope that those listening, and I, I, I hope you agree, sir, that maybe, maybe we, can, we can get back to some basics. And one of the basics is you respect that flag and see through for exactly what it means for this country, the best in the, in the world, and I, I stand by that every day, sir. Thank you for your call. And, Mark, let me just address that for a minute. I think there are two ways to look at it. When you see people and the flag goes by and you see especially uh, uh, people that have been perhaps indoctrinated by the left and they don't have the same respect for the flag you do, I think that's all the more reason that many of us should should be proud of America because there are not many nations in the world where the government cannot force you. I mean, look at the people in Iran for instance, who are toted out like they're some sort of surf to chant death to America, death to America, and people that don't even know what America is. Look at the nations in the world 
uh, some of the big nations in the world where you better toe the line of the government, otherwise you end up in the gulag, you end up in in prison, you end up doing all sorts of things. In America, we have this wonderful thing. It's called liberty. It's called freedom. And we do have, to a degree, free speech, although Democrats are trying to cancel that in this country, and the irreligious left is trying to cancel that as well. But the point is that in America, we have this thing, freedom, that my father and many of your fathers and mothers uh, fought for. My father was a, a veteran of the Korean War and World War II. And many of you know what it's like to come from a family where people have served in the military, where we have this tremendous respect for veterans. But these people, going back to our founding, going back to the first Continental Army, stood up against tall odds to demand a nation where people had freedom and the freedom to disagree with the government, to disagree with everything. So when you see these people and they are not agreeing with the government, they don't care about America, we can pretty much ignore that because it is a testament to what America is. Thank you for the call. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so pleased to have on this Veterans Day, as we had last Veterans Day, the Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, Winsome Earl Sears. Lieutenant Governor, welcome. How are you? Hello, hello. I am doing well. It's been a day, um, or maybe it's been a two days. And but thank you for having me. And by the way, a special, a special day to our veterans. And as I always say, our special veterans who did not come home and who we can't thank for their service, but we thank their families for giving them to us. Absolutely. Now, you are a member of a once a Marine, always a Marine of the Marines. You have talked extensively about what Marine, what the Marine Corps did for you. And just for a few moments, I'd like, since it is, it is Veterans Day, if you can just please tell us your thoughts on what the Marines meant to your life and what they did for you. And I want to ask you about the article today that's appearing in the AP afterwards that's got so many mm-hmm. people upset about time to move on. But let's talk about your role as a Marine first. Well, the Marine Corps really saved my life when I felt I didn't have anything to live for when I was 18 years old. And I was all set to go to college, got the books, got my curriculum all set. And then my grandmother, who was such a force in my life, died. And I went back to Jamaica for her funeral. And just looking at her in the casket, I thought, what is the purpose of life if you're just going to die? And I happened to see a, a jet magazine um, with a, uh, the Marines in, in, the, in, in the book on her coffee table. And I thought, they will give me a reason to live. The Marines will give me the discipline I need. And indeed, that's what they did for me. And, you know, the Marines, uh, and I dare say the military, creates leaders, you know, for what, what they, they – and, and they don't just speak it. They, they show it. They, they make the example of it. Uh, I remember an IG inspection, Inspector General's inspection, where, you know, you'd never want to fail those, and it's really battalion-wide. And our warrant officer – we were working hard hours, four or four in the morning, come back again, work all the way till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, have to do it all over again. And we've been doing this for three days, about three or four days. And we, we had another stretch ahead of us, another 10 days, and we just couldn't do it. We were in formation, and he gave us the rah-rah talk and, you know, we got to do this, we got to do this. And then finally, 
when he dismissed us and we went back to work, he took he did a curious thing. He took his uniforms off, put on his utilities, and he was out there in his boots and everything with us, moving equipment, fixing equipment. He got more out of us that night than he had the previous <laughs> three or four nights. And so I understood that leadership isn't something you say. It's something you do. And by the way, the military does not create yes men and yes women. Ooh. You know, we, we have a mission. And everybody has to look forward to that mission. The mission is greater than any one person. And the mission is always, no matter what it is, to preserve, support, protect, and defend America. She is the prize. That leads us right into this article you said, and and this, by the way, uh, President Trump also had a few words to say about your governor. And, um, you know, we talked about those words. It was an interesting line of, I suppose his name sounds Chinese. Don't quite get that one. But, okay, you say we have a clear mission right now, and that's one of the things that you told the Associated Press. It's time to move on. And why do you you think that? Well, you know, um, I was the national chair of black Americans to reelect the president. Uh, We we believed in not his personality as much as, what he what he was wanting to do his policies and and you know I voted for him the very first time I'm a New Yorker I understand the brashness AOC is brash you know she just does it in a more sweeter way but you don't come at her and don't think she's going to come back at you that's what New Yorkers do I understood it I, I was raised in New York but then this but then uh, you know uh, we saw that for example he boosted our economy. Um, he, he, he lowered the tax rates so that the corporations could bring their profits back from overseas. And our economy went through the roof. The stock market went through the roof. Uh, 400% increase in black entrepreneurship never before seen. Uh, black unemployment at levels uh, the lowest in we've, – we've never seen those. In historic. Created, historic. I mean, the prison reform alone piece helped the black community so much, no matter what you think about that. And, you know, I, I did prison ministry for two years, loved it, felt like I could really put some hope into folks' lives. And, and, um, and then when it came to the economy, we were a net energy producer so much so that we were even selling our energy to our allies. And I could go on, you know, making our communities safe, not defunding the police and all that. So who wouldn't want to continue those policies? And we just hope, please don't tweet anymore. Please don't say anything. Just stay quiet. But alas and alack. And listen, his family was treated horribly. His wife, Melania, so exquisite woman, should have been on every magazine, the cover of Vogue, and not a one of them, not a one of them wanted her. And then they went to Barron, his son, and started on him. You know, but what we have to do is rise above it. You have to rise above it. And, and, and he couldn't do that. And I was hoping that sometimes, you know, you learn more in a loss than you do in the victory, because it gives you some time to do some introspection. It gives you some time to take a step back. I lost an election um, 18 years ago. And, you know, it's, it wasn't winnable in the first place, but I ran because it was the right thing to do. I had a call. But but I learned a lot about that. I learned a lot. And, and I was hoping that he would as well. And he could, but, but he didn't. 
and just to humble, just just to stay humble, be humble, help the candidates. He raised a hundred million dollars, and he gave what sixteen million dollars to his candidates. You know what the Democrats did? The Democrats helped to choose our candidates. The Democrats helped to choose our candidates, and which ones did they fund? The Democrats funded the Trump candidates, and they knew something that we didn't. We were willing to swallow and let it go because ultimately we felt that, you know, maybe they'd be better than the real Democrat candidates. But in the end, the Democrats had a poll, and their polls were better than ours, and their polls were concerned about democracy. Our polls were focusing on the economy. And my God, isn't the economy always stupid? Isn't it? That's what it always is. It's the economy Mm. stupid. But for some reason, I guess the voters said, well, we can fix the economy at some point, but the democracy issue is a problem. And they voted for democracy, which wasn't on anybody's ballot. So what can I say except now, sir, we loved what you did. We don't hate you. We're just saying it's not working. And, And we've got to be about the mission and the mission and the prize is always America. She, we've got to have her remain America because there is no other place to escape to. She must remain that city on a shining hill. And this is bigger than one person. Winsome Sales. That's the time we have. We hope to have you back. You are you. an amazing, amazing human being. We thank you for joining us. And we hope to make this a tradition to hear from you every Veterans Day, if we can. Thank you so I much for joining that. us. We'd love it, too. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. James Golden, a.k.a. Stern. We're coming back. Your calls right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Bruno Mars brings us back from the 24 karat gold album. Chunky. I'm being trolled. I see this on my, 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 my messenger. Go Green Bay. Green Bay. The, the Packers? Yeah. The three and six Green Bay Packers? He sounds like they're going all right, right into the toilet. Uh, I mean, when you lose your last four game, five games. Ah, who are they playing? The Cowboys. Oh, baby. This ought to be interesting. Yeah, go Green Bay, right where you've been going. Ay, ay, ay. All right, let's head to the telephones. Jerry in New Jersey, welcome. You're on with Bo Snurley. How are you, Jerry? Hi, Bo. I blame Mitch McConnell completely. He's the guy that didn't fund and didn't do anything to help the candidates that lost not Trump. And Trump also is still Trump. He's still America first. Nothing's changed. And he's still the leader of this country. Okay. Thank you. Let's go to Jeff in Manhattan. Jeff, you're on James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Hey, Bo, real quick. If I were running for governor and something I proposed was legislation that would give me the authority to lock citizens up that were, let's say, a risk to the public health. Do you know that Governor Hochul 
his proposed uh, assembly bill A416. I think your uh, constituents should listen to what's going on in this country, not only New York, but as a whole. We're going to Thank be pushing you. this button. In the- All right. Let us go to George in no. It's time to go. We have to go. Well, listen, folks, Saturday morning, be here. We start at 7 o'clock in the morning. We will continue these discussions. Um, Let's reel off the interview with Winsome Sears, and let's play that again tomorrow because I want people to hear that and react to it as well tomorrow. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We will be back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., bright and early. First cup of coffee with us. Until then, bye. Bye bye. This is the Rush Hour with Pose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.